Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. I never broken a bone in my in my life, you know, I never had a cast or nothing on and and for that to happen to me, you know, it's like I broke all the bones of my body and did all my internal organs all at one time. But, you know, um, coming around that corner and hitting that metal guardrail and wrapping my body around, that changed my life upside down, having that motorcycle accident. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, yesterday we heard former bouncer Steve Beazel share his story and he mentioned meeting a young man by the name of Joel Tawita, where they both worked. Today, we'll find out Joel's story and how a few years ago, he was in a horrific motorcycle accident. His heart stopped twice and he had to be revived. Miraculously, he survived and has gone on to make hip-hop music for the Lord and continue his involvement in ministry. Joel Tawita is sharing his incredible journey with Eric Scadamo. Joel Tawita, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Eric. Glad to have you with us, and you're joining us from the studios there in Brisbane. Yes. Glad to have you on the program to tell your story. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Tell us about your childhood, some of the experiences you had that really shaped your life. Yeah, well, uh, for me, I first grew up in uh, a Christian home. You know, my mom and dad were um, believers of Christ and um, Pacific Islanders and, and, you know, living here in Australia. And, um, you know, they, they ended up starting a church and, um, becoming pastors of a church called Ark of God in Sydney. And, um, you know, for us, that was, that was the lifestyle that we're living. And, and, um, you know, things were great. And when I was, uh, 11 years old, my, my parents, um, broke up and uh, our church fell apart. And, mm. and as a young Christian kid that was growing up in church, never really exposed to, um, you know, worldly music or worldly movies. Uh, I was, I was exposed to this big bad world that, um, I wanted to try everything and, and that's what I did. Uh, you know, I was hurt because of what happened with my, my parents and, um. Yeah, I was going to ask you, that must have yeah. been really a hard adjustment and rocked your world because, you know, all you knew was being in the church. That's right. And then all of a sudden that all disappeared when your parents' marriage split up. Yeah. So that, that really rocked us, um, hard because, um, as an eleven-year-old, you know, you, you just you, you just think everything's fine, you know. Growing up, you know, your your parents um, provide for you, uh, yeah. roof over your head, and everything's sweet, and you got your brothers and sisters there with you. And all of a sudden, um, you're being pulled into an office and and um, told uh, to choose between your mum and your dad. Oh wow! And um, you know, being the last one to pick as well was really hard to, to be in that situation yeah. and. And, um, you know, so that, that really, um, that broke my heart, you know, and it broke m- my brother and my sister's heart as well. And, and, you know, we, it's like we had to be born again into, you know, a world that was completely different than, than what happened before. And, um, you know, it took, it took a lot of time to heal, but at the same time, that also made me grow up really quick, mm-hmm. um, because of, of going out to that world and, and trying things like drugs and alcohol and get involved in, in gangs and, and, um, doing the wrong things. And, and I guess, um. So had you, know, you been a Christian? Had you put your faith in Jesus when you were raised in the church? 
Yeah, well, you know, as a as a a pastor's kid, you you definitely for one, they're under a lot of pressure. Yeah, um, yeah. And and you know, just because you're a pastor's kid doesn't mean that you're a good kid. Uh, uh, but for me, I knew about the works of God. I knew about going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I knew about going to music practice, going to all the prayer meetings, and serving God. But I didn't know God mm. intimately. I didn't know Him. And have an actual relationship with him. And, you know, that, that for me was, um, was something that I didn't find until late, you know, until, you know, just a few years ago. So just because you're in a church and just because you're, you, you know, you're, you dress well doesn't mean that you are well. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that you, you know, God. It sounds like you knew how to play the role. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And act it out. Yeah. But and, you didn't you know, know God personally. No, not at all. So you didn't um, have that solid foundation for when your whole world got rocked that your relationship with God would continue. Is, is that a, a fair assessment? Well, we always prayed to God. So mm-hmm. that was that was always a, a custom to, to pray to God when when we're going through things that were were, were tough and, and going through things that were bad. But at the same time, I didn't know God. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't. I just went to him when I needed stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know that he needed me or, or he wanted me to have a relationship with him. And, um, you know, I was hurt and I was a kid in this big world and, and I tried everything. You know, by, by that New Year's Eve when I was 11 years old, um, my mom had to send out my uncles to look for me in Sydney because I was out drinking and partying and doing oh, all wow. of this crazy stuff. I was stoned off my head. I, I remember it. And, um, you know, like for me, as a complete turnaround from you know being in church and and going to church every Sunday and and doing the right things, and only a few months later being out there drunk and and I was with gangbangers, you know, I was with a gang in Sydney, and wow. that's who I was getting smashed up with, you know. So by that time, I I just I just flipped everything flipped upside down, and and I went um, so far the wrong way, and 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 I kept running that way, you know, I was trying to. Um, I just wanted approval. I think that's what yeah. I really wanted. I I wanted that love again. I wanted my family back. And, yeah. And because it wasn't there in my my actual family, I was looking for it in a family in the world. And and you know I kept on on trying to chase that down. And you know that just put me in a a, a state of of hurt and and mm. pain and, and trying to to be somebody I wasn't. And and you, you know? mentioned that you had to make a decision between your mother and your father. Is that right? Yeah, and um, that was um, it was really hard because my brother uh, went first, and he chose my mom. My sister went second. She chose my mom, and um, me being the last one was looking at my dad, and um, and I felt sorry for him, so I went with him. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that for my brother and sister, we we were always together every single day. It was the tightest, you know. Um, I- I'm just thinking. Ever. I'm just thinking, what a terrible decision for an 11-year-old to have to make. Yeah, that was the hardest thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. definitely yeah. was the hardest thing to do. But at the same time, that was something that really cut me deep, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> that wound um, took a lot of years to heal, a very long time to heal. So you, as you mentioned, you had a, a wound, and then you yeah. also mentioned your life kind of went downhill into being with gangs and, and drugs. Yeah, but eventually, fast forwarding, you met somebody named Steve Beazle at the place <laughs> where you worked. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Steve, um, 
before then, you know, um, just touching quickly on it, um, my life was crazy. Like I was, I was always trying to, you know, be somebody I wasn't, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I was bouncing and and um, you know, working for drug dealers on the side, and and eventually things like kind of hit rock bottom, and I knew that none of those friends that were around me were my true friends. So yeah. I had to, I had to make a decision and 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 a, a choice to to change my life, and that's what I did. I, I ended up. Um, I got a job with um, a company called Secure Corp and and just worked my way from bottom all the way to the top and um, I cut off all the the old lifestyle um, that I was involved in and mm-hmm. and um, when I got to the top, uh, Steve took a manager's position where he came and worked with me and um, I remember my first day I, I seen him and we was in the lift and um, I seen a, a bracelet with which had a, a cross on it and. Um, Steve's not a, a small guy. He's like six six, and you know, at the time it was one hundred and twenty kilos. So, yeah, he was he was a big boy, and yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like seeing that, I just said to him, you know, what's that mean to you? You know, who are you? You know, and um, he he said, you know, I'm a Christian, and you know, and I said, yeah, I know your type, you know, and um, and you know, I didn't like Christians. I didn't like. Um, uh, Is that because of your past? In the church well, and all that. Well, what happened to me when I was sixteen? I tried to go back to church, and oh, yeah. Um, yeah, when I went back to church, I was smoking, I was drinking, I was doing some bad things, and and I got condemned um, for for doing those things, and and um, I was told to hide that stuff. And then uh, we got like we've been evicted many times from home, and and one time we got evicted again from home, and we were kicked out onto the streets. I had nowhere to go, nothing um, to eat or anything, and. Um, you know, I turned to my church family and pretty much got the door slammed shut on my face. So, you know, that, that put me in a state where stuff, everybody in church and mm-hmm. stuff, all of these Christians that, you know, saying they're doing good, but they're not, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, that put me in a state of hurt and, and, you know, really crushed me again. And, and especially trying to come back to church and having that happen. And then when I seen Steve, I, I said the same thing to him, you know, like, okay, you're Christian. I understand that. I believe there is a God, but you keep your stuff to yourself. And mm. um, he said to me one thing that just planted a seed so deep, and he said it wasn't about religion or, you know, the list of do's and don'ts or, or having rules and regulations, but it was about having a relationship with God. And that was the thing that made me think in my head, mm. I've never ever had a relationship with God. Now, when I talked to Steve recently on the phone, he said that when he worked there and he met you, God yeah. told him, that's the reason why I'm here. Yeah. He told me that on the first day, that same, not long after. The first after, day? Wow. Yeah. Not long after uh, speaking about that, we walked up to a loading dock and that's where he said, well, maybe, you know, um, this is it. This is God bringing us together. How did that make you feel? Um, in my head, I was thinking like, yeah, this guy's loopy, you know. But, <laughs> but um, you know, like, I didn't fight back. I just, you know, kind of went, okay, <laughs> you know. But um, I think, yeah, that going back in time, going back to that, that moment was, um, you know, you can see God's hand upon my life. You can see how he sent a soldier on a mission to come and get me and, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm so grateful to God 
for what he's doing, for, for never giving up for me, even when I gave up on him and myself and every other Christian. You know, he never gave up on me and he pursued that relationship with me. You're listening to The Story. Today, hip-hop singer and youth ministry worker Joel Tawita is sharing his incredible journey. We've just heard how he met his Christian friend Steve Beazel, who shared his story on yesterday's program. Next, we'll hear how Joel survived a horrific motorcycle accident and had a vision of Jesus after his heart stopped. That and more when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. We're continuing with hip-hop singer and youth ministry worker Joel Tawita sharing his incredible journey. Before the break, we heard how Joel met his Christian friend Steve Beazle at the place they both worked. Next, we'll find out how he eventually became involved in a thriving youth ministry with Steve and about his life-changing motorcycle accident. Yeah, well, Stevie told me that he was running a, a youth ministry and um, yeah, I basically said all, all the best to you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll he, mess he, with that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I, I did say that and, and after... You know, for about, I don't know, maybe four or five months, Stevie, um, you, you know, of, of consistently asking me to come to, to the youth group and just check it out. Um, I bit the bullet and, and went down and, and, um, I just said, well, you know, if this thing is real, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. You know, if, if this is meant to be, then, then, you know, I want this to be the time where I feel something different. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, after the service, you know, you get the altar call and, that was the time where I, you know, basically said, you know, if you are real God, if this is where you want me or whatever, then just, just show me something different, you mm-hmm. know, cause I was over churches and stuff. And I went up to the front and, um, Pastor Warren Smith just rocked up and just, he, he laid his hands on my, on my belly and I just felt this warmth. Like I felt it was like, God's arms wrapping, you know, around me and, and just having everything that was on me that was weighing me down lift off me in mm. that moment. And, um, that, that was the, the life changing part. I just wanted more. And, um, you know, I, I just committed my, my life to God then and there. And I said, whatever you want, just, just have your way. And, and I wasn't going to be afraid. I wasn't going to be holding back no more. I wasn't going to, you know, fear men or, or, try to live up to someone's approval or anything like that. I just jumped in and um, that's what what happened from there on in and I just kept on wanting more so I kept on coming back. And then how much time passed from the time you came back to the Lord and became involved in ministry? How much time passed between that and then your motorcycle accident? Two years. So oh, okay. That was 2012. Um, I came back and, and um, two years after um, – you know, we're doing incredible things, going into schools, and I was rapping, and uh, you know, going all over the place. And then, yeah, had the had the motorcycle accident on the way home after youth, and yeah, that changed my life. Okay, and typically, when you tell your story, you say that you died twice. Yeah. So, um, uh, not I everybody died. can say that. 
No, but to me, you know, like I never broken a bone in my in my life. You know, I never had a cast or nothing on, and and for that to happen to me, you know, it's like I broke all the bones in my body and did all my internal organs all at one time. But you know that 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 changed my life massively because coming around that corner, hitting that metal guardrail, and wrapping my body around that was um was a turning point for me in my life in the way of living free and and knowing the importance of of life and knowing how precious it is and and how short it is as well and you had a, a vision of jesus when you were out yeah. yeah so when i when i on impact i blacked out uh, shortly after i came back through uh what happened was i seen it i looked up and seen everything spinning i felt like really uh, sharp pains in my chest and i knew something was you know really wrong and and mm. um i tried to lift myself up uh, I somewhat straightened my body uh, from out underneath the um, metal guardrail, and I tried to do a push-up. And when I went to do the push-up, my left arm gave way, and I and I fell. And uh, when I looked at my left arm, it was wrapped around the wrong way, oh. and um, I couldn't move my legs at all. And I didn't have any feeling down there. And um, I remember um, just screaming at the God, and um, you know, asking Him to forgive me. And, and then I said the Lord's prayer. Uh, after saying the Lord's Prayer, I spoke in tongues, but I said to God, you know, if this is my time, then then let it be. Let's go home. You know, I've got nothing left to, to live for, then, then take me away. And things just went dark. And at that moment, I, I believe that's when I flatlined. Mm-hmm. I remember having a, another part where uh, I woke up and I didn't, like, open my eyes, but I woke up and and I, I, I was hearing the the surgeons or doctors around me doing compressions and, and counting and um so hearing them bring me back to life as well and then transporting me into the hospital um i don't remember anything after that but um what happened was i, I was like i was uh, i was it was it was an out-of-body uh, experience i don't know if you mm-hmm. ever heard of that before yep, but yep. um you know i was basically laying in my hospital bed and um were you looking down at yourself yeah, I was. I was lifted up out of my body, mm-hmm. and I was looking down at myself. But when I was looking down at myself, I could see myself in the hospital uh, bed, and I could see myself like with a, a white sheet on. And then I seen a godly figure on the side of my bed. And what he was doing was it was putting something deep down in my heart. And I knew that inside. And he basically said to me that, you know, you know when you know when you know when you know that what it is. Um, you know, but just not yet. And, and I didn't know what, what it was at that time. And the other encounter that I had was, uh, seeing Jesus at the, the, f- at the foot of my bed. And he wasn't like, uh, praying for me or anything. I like, was just sitting there, you know, and to me, I, I take that as him just, you know, comforting me and, mm-hmm. and being there with me, you know, and, and waiting for me to, to, to wake up. But, um, later on down the track, I realized, cause I, I didn't know what happened to me. I didn't know my injuries. And um, I think it was about six months after being uh, released from hospital, I was in um, a school, and and deep down inside me, that feeling came up of when I was back in hospital. And what that was 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 God showing me what it was, and um, and I believe He gave me a new heart, a brand new heart for His people, brand new heart to go out into schools, to go out into the highways, the byways, and share His love and share His testimony with His people out there, knowing that. You know, God is so real and the afterlife is real 
and you know he wants to have a relationship with us mm-hmm. you know so that's yep. that's what i believe he did and um you know for my injuries i actually broke both legs um i broke my left arm i crushed my diaphragm and pushed all my internal organs into my chest and then i tore my aorta from my heart so wow. you know um a torn aorta, you know, if, if you don't know, it's your blood, main blood vessel, vessel that runs through your body. And once that's pretty much torn, you, you're out. You know, that's you don't get to, to live and tell the story about how you yeah, survive. Game you know, over, huh? Yeah, that is game over. So, but I didn't know anything about like um, hospitals. I, you know, I dropped out of school when I was 12 years old. I didn't know nothing about the human body. Like, you know, like I didn't. I bet know, you know about it now. I totally do. You know, after. <laughs> 30 surgeries and yeah. uh, well, over 30 surgeries and you know you, you learn the the ways of hospitals and and also the procedures you know and 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 what you what you got to do and what you got to go through and how you got to recover so um yeah th- things things have really taught me a lot you know not only in hospital but in life itself as well yeah unfortunately we're quickly running out of time but we want you to share what God has put on your heart as far as ministry and if you could Give us one of your raps, your hip-hop <laughs> raps for us. Yeah, no, that's cool. So basically, um, since coming out, we, we haven't wasted a minute of um, time you know, coming out of the hospital. We've, we've gone into schools, uh, gone into prisons. We go into, you know, everywhere and anywhere we can go and share God's light there. And, um, you know, I'm actually part of a, a, a ministry called Crosswords, and um, mm-hmm. it's basically where faith meets hip-hop. And... Um, we run the the uh, church in the youth detention center every single month, um, but it's also kind of like a para ministry to a church. So we go out, we catch them, um, but then we connect with the local youth pastors and, and get those kids or, or people involved with the local churches. So we're we're just out there fishing, uh, bringing them back, and then you know. Uh, but I'm still serving at our local church in Counter Church Logan, and where yeah, Steve so, Beasel, who we mentioned earlier, he's the pastor there now. Yeah, yeah, he's the senior pastor um, at the Logan campus, and um, you know we just we just do community together. You know we do church, we do family together, and um, it's it's about loving and and accepting people and letting God change them. You know we know that when we change, we try to change people, we we do it from the outside in, but when God does it, He does it from the heart, and then He does it from the inside out. You know that's and, right, that's right, and um, you got to be understanding of people's situations and. But at the same time, you just got to love people and let God change them. You That's know? right. And um, we do a bit of rap. We do a bit of whatever, to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> we've got artists there. We've got graffiti And, and your wife here. sings with you? Yeah, she sings. She's a, she writes her own songs, and um, she just loves God, loves Jesus with such a deep love. And, um, you know, he just works through her every single day. And, and um, you know, I'm so blessed. We got married two years ago, and... And we're expecting our first child in, in another nine weeks. So Wow, congratulations. You know, yeah, this is a, a big, big step for me. But, uh, you know, like like we said at the beginning, you know, God's always got a plan and purpose for every single one of That's us. That's right. So you got so a rap you, for us? Yeah, man. So um, I, I, we do a bit of uh, slam poetry as well. So it's kind of like rap slam poetry. But because I live something like this. 
I came from the ghetto to be living my dream. I'm coming up from the underground, expressing my scene. It's like hard lives we live, people giving up kids, broken homes appears, breaking down, have no fear. The key to success in this life is a passion, dream and a vision. Just never giving, painting the picture with the lyrics that I'm spitting. Ain't an easy world that we're living. It's written to the north, south, east, west. Living the mess, keep your head up, never hopeless. Pray to God and hope the best, even when the road seems out of focus. Focus. Stand your ground, never frown, even when you're feeling down. Thank yeah. you very much. Amen. <laughs> Praise God, man. You know, and, and see, that's the thing. We, we all got gifts. God's given us a gift, and and I really believe that you know um, you can use that gift, you know, for God's kingdom. Joel Tuita, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having me on the show, Eric. It's been a blessing. Thank you very much. God bless. Well, once again, another story of a life miraculously changed. As we heard, Joel Tawita had been on quite a spiritual journey, first being raised in the church, then being devastated by his parents' divorce, then turning back to God after he was invited to check out a youth ministry, and then getting even closer to God after nearly dying in a motorcycle accident. Incredible. You know, Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost. And that's certainly clear in Joel's story. Jesus never stopped pursuing him, never gave up on him. His heart is to rescue the lost sheep no matter how far they've strayed. The good news is that Joel is going forward full steam ahead in music and youth ministry, and we praise the Lord for that. Well, if you'd like to learn more about Joel Tawita and the whole Christian hip-hop music scene, the website is crosswords.com, spelt uniquely K-R-O-S-S-W-E-R-D-Z. That's crosswords.com. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I walked through the door. He looked up at me and said, you're not well. And this doctor then went on a, a quest to try and find out what was actually wrong. So I came back and um, he said, Ed, you've got lymphoma. Now, we never heard of that. And she said, what's that? And he said, well, it's a cancer. The thing I remember was Robin bursting into tears. Chris Lamb is the author of the book, What They Didn't Tell Me About Suffering which tells his journey with cancer and some of the hidden gems of wisdom he's learned about God's amazing grace. We'll hear this story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.